2023 marks the 14th um, annual white shirt campaign from Witchery, which raises money for the Ovarian Cancer Research Foundation. Amazing cause. And they have an amazing ambassador, the one... Julie Bishop, who joins us now. They went straight to the top. Straight to the top. Didn't they, Jess? Hi, Julie. Hi, guys. I'm so sorry that Nat's not in here with us, but just being I'm sorry, too. Yeah, you're just (laughs) being very careful. But you know you don't have to do that anymore. Well, not New South Wales and Victoria. You don't have to stay home yeah, Any but we're in more. Perth. But we Jules. are in Perth, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, won't be too far away. Yeah. Actually, you're sitting in um, Natalie's chair. Oh, I'm getting quite comfortable Ooh. here. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the powerful <laughs> woman chair, yeah, Julie. Another gig for me. I'd like that. Julie, you're wearing the shirt at the I moment, which is from Witchery. I am wearing the white shirt. That's right. This is a collaboration between uh, Witchery and the Ovarian Cancer Foundation. And this year, the designer, Michael Lasordo, has uh, done this shirt, which is terrific. I've got it French Oh, so that means one side in and the other side out, guys. Now, the sale proceeds, 100% of the gross proceeds from the sale of these shirts at Witchery or Witchery Online go to ovarian cancer research. And that's so important because it's the most lethal of female cancers. And, for example, the five-year survival rate for breast cancer is 92%. Mm. For ovarian cancer, it's 48%. Wow, wow okay. Yeah, that's, because, that's terrifying, that's isn't it? because the um, symptoms are not abnormal and women are not diagnosed generally until later in the stages of the disease. And so they are more likely to die from this disease because there's no early detection test, yep. like pap smear mammogram. So that's why we're raising funds. And $14 million over the last 14 years and we want to raise even more for this ovarian cancer research. I have to research. say, it's really great that Witchery White Shirt campaign because a lot of the times when um, uh, a charity is selling something where proceeds are going to go to it, um, it's sort of really branded and people really can't wear it afterwards. But this is actually something that you can put into your everyday wardrobe that looks great. Well, a white shirt is a staple. Every girl has to have many white shirts (laughs) in her wardrobe. It's true. A pair of collots as well as a staple. (laughs) Where did you get that from? (laughs) Natalie told me. (laughs) It's it's from the 1970s, Julie. (laughs) I was going to say that uh, the 1980s are calling and want their collots back. Yeah, Yeah, what do you mean? Put on your best collots. Let's go around your friend's house with some fondue. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is current edge. Hey, Julie, it is great you're involved in this. And the one thing with Witchery getting you on board clearly is because you've been a style icon for many years. In fact, yes. I know you are in Melbourne recently. Yes. And one of the articles I was just seeing on you was that you were at the F1s, which would have been yes, amazing. Yes, And how amazing you looked in this one piece. It was a fantastic So event. anything you wear is well, yeah, it does, the it does cause a little bit of commentary. But... I'm delighted to be an ambassador for Witchery. I've been involved in raising funds for ovarian cancer research for a number of years now, but this campaign where you have a female high profile, yeah. if I can say without yeah, brushing, high are. profile. Yeah, no, females, you can. <laughs> to draw attention to the white shirt campaign on social media through mainstream. You guys are mainstream media. Thank you. Oh, wow. My pleasure. Thank you so and much. So for doing for doing this kind of awareness raising is so important because women will go out and buy a shirt. It's one hundred and twenty nine dollars ninety five, sizes four to size twenty. So. Yeah. The diverse array of women's bodies can fit into this beautiful white shirt and you are raising funds for this very vital 
disease yep. that, we, that affects so many women. About 1,700 women will be diagnosed with ovarian cancer this year alone in Australia. Yeah, well, and it, um, my dad and I actually had a conversation about a white shirt. I went to the cinema on Sunday night and I was wearing a white shirt and Dad said to me, how can anyone wear a white shirt these days? And I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, they get so filthy so quickly. I said, that's on you, you animal. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is going to happen? You probably thought you were going to drop your ice cream down the front. (laughs) And and you did. Yeah, of course I did. Of course you did. (laughs) This is Nathan, Matt and Sean. Um, Hey, Julie, at the moment um, I've spoken about you quite a lot because we're in a campaign, um, a political uh, (laughs) election campaign, and I swear, and I know you didn't want to, but mm. if you ran for Prime Minister, everybody would have voted for you. You're exactly what this country needs. And, I but, like. But we don't vote for the Prime Minister as such, as you know. I when know. You get, when you get no. your voting paper, it's got the name of your local candidates. Yeah. And that's democracy in Australia. You vote for your local candidates and then the party that wins the most seats forms government, yep. well, has to win 76 seats, yep. forms government, and then they elect their leader. So indirectly you're voting for the party mm. and the leader, but in actual fact you're voting for a local candidate. But I don't think anyone's doing it that way. No. So mentally, you know, yes. so Mark McGowan, going back to the state, um, Yeah. The, the state election, right? So everyone just went in, I'm going with Mark McGowan. You're That's what they were thinking. Right. And all yeah. these people, remember that guy that got in from, he was in over in Canada. Yeah. Um, and so do we have to get back to thinking about what the person is supposed to be representing my area? Which Well, it's become very presidential without yeah. doubt. Is that, it, yeah. It's as if we are electing a president, yes. direct elect, and we're not. We're electing a candidate that belongs to a party that then elects their leader. But we all yeah. know that if you vote Liberal, you'll have Scott Morrison. If you vote Labor, you'll have Anthony Albanese. Until such time as the parties decide you won't. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, we've yeah, seen, yeah. We've seen yes. a revolving door of leaders over time. But I think the campaign has been rather uninspiring to date. I mean, mm. the first week was as everyone was settling in to get their lines straight and not everybody <laughs> did that. Yes. There were some embarrassing moments. This week it started in a rather negative tone as well. And I think the Australian people will be waiting for some substantial policies. That probably won't happen until the leaders' debates and then the official campaign launches, and that's weeks away. So strap yourselves in, people. We've got a Oh, it feels like just such a long road, Julie. Do you, do you miss it, Jules, when you when we're no. in the middle of this, no, you know, no, we're no. in the throes of it? Do you, like, get itchy feet thinking, oh, I'd love to be out on the hustings again, or are you... But done. It's it's in the past. It's very much in the past. I yeah. certainly don't miss Canberra. I don't miss the um, the small p politics. You know, the backstabbing yes. and undermining and white. Oh no, that was actually the best part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, when you're on the right side of it, it's fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. So I I, I don't miss uh, the political side of it. I'm still involved in foreign policy and, and that was the great love of my um, involvement in politics was being foreign minister and being involved in debates about Australia's place in the world and all of those challenging issues. But I'm still doing that through various roles that I have in the private sector. I have to say, through ANU. when you were representing Australia, I was really proud to have you be the face mm. of us. Um, I just thought that, that and, and that's where sort of I am at the moment. I want to be proud of the person that is representing us and at the moment I don't know where 
that pride is going to come from. I hope that the debates become a little more inspiring than they have been. It's become quite personal, as we've said. Yeah. And there's such a focus on the individual foibles and characteristics of the candidates, whereas we should actually be looking at the vision that each party mm. has or the candidates have, how they want Australia to be, how they're going to deal with issues like the national debt, how yep. they're going to ensure that there's job security, that we can survive with all these global challenges ahead of us, climate change. There are so many issues that we want to hear from the parties and the candidates, yet there's so much sort of sniping and, yeah, and so personalised. Yeah. Let's rise above yeah. that. We're better than that. Julie, on the um, being foreign minister, um, you got to meet everyone around the world. <laughs> Give us your take on Vladimir Putin. Well, he is a very determined person. He's a risk taker. He's yep. a gambler. He is very proud and there is no way he will back out of this war in Ukraine. He can't be seen to lose. Um, he's formidable, um, quite When you menacing. look at him, when you meet him face yes. to face, do you feel... Yes. Is you, there a power or there's an anger in him? I, I, I'm not and sure. There what a, do you feel respect towards you? Uh, yes, he did. I, yeah. I met him over MH17 and yep. had to take him to task over the fact that Russia was denying all responsibility for shooting down that Malaysian airline flight that had 38 Australians on board, of course. And this is where the whole Ukraine thing came to a head 14 mm. years ago okay. when um, Russia had almost invaded Ukraine then. There were Rus Russian soldiers in eastern Ukraine and they were f um, causing protests and dissent in eastern Ukraine and uh, Russia denied it. They said, no, they are Ukrainians, are just rising up in protest against the Ukrainian government. But when MH17 was shot down, the cover was blown. Only Russian soldiers could have shot that plane down, so Russian soldiers were in Ukraine. And Putin just denied it. He absolutely mm. denied it. So when I met him and took him to task over this, it, there's a menacing air about him. Oh. But you keep remembering he's a fully trained yeah. member of the KGB. I mean, this guy's ex-KGB. Yeah. yeah. So he looks and acts in that way. If he had asked you that after that meeting, um, Julie, I would like you to hop on the back of this horse with me and go for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is he someone you can say no to or would you have yeah, been galloping into the hills? I would have said, I, I think I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am. Um, there's not enough room on that little horse. You, you, you didn't pack no, your Julie, emergency shirt off, get on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. They love, they love that stuff. The they one thing that, that I'd be worried about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one thing I'd be worried about is you read so much. If someone was to hand you a coffee or something when you're in those meetings. I or wouldn't thing, drink you anything because everyone, gets, everyone gets, gets poisoned. poisoned. <laughs> everyone gets poisoned. Yeah, what, is, or what is it with Russia and poison? poisoning? It, it, yeah. goes back, it goes back generations. They just are into poison. You wouldn't eat I, a thing. I remember when the <laughs> remember when the there was that poisoning in the Novichok in Britain. Yeah. Yep. And yes. all the allies of the UK were asked to call in the Russian ambassador. Well I did. I called in the Russian ambassador and <laughs> somehow the media found out that he was who knows? But anyway, the media found out that he was coming to see me. So he turns up at Parliament House. There's mm, the press galleries all there hanging off the rafters to get pictures of him. He loved it. Oh, he wasn't really? in swan in. So he probably swanny. tipped off the yeah. press. Is that what you're saying? I'm thinking. And <laughs> gave a press conference and it was all the propaganda. By the time he got in to see me, he'd done about, you know, five media interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Just unbelievable. I, didn't it? And then we had to get to talk about 
by the way, your government is poisoning <laughs> your <laughs> citizens. And stop it. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, whatever. Oh, Julie, yeah. when you were over there and eating and stuff, did you take a food taster with you? Because <laughs> <laughs> you were many, political Many aid. food tasters. Yeah. <laughs> Just have a nibble of that, thanks. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I've got a Cadbury dairy milk family block in my bag. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't need this. Oh. <laughs> we could talk to you all day, oh, Julie, but so we great. know that you're a very busy, very busy yes. woman. Uh, everybody you. should check out the Witchery White Shirt campaign. You can go to it's witchery.com.au fantastic. or pop into a store, pick up a shirt because it does raise amazing money for the Ovarian Cancer Research Foundation. You're a wonderful ambassador in every way. Thank you so Thanks, much for joining you, us Julie. this morning. See you soon. Bye. Thanks. Nathan, Nat and Sean in podcast form.